0: Lights, camera,
1: action. Hey everyone. Hey guys. Welcome back to our podcast. We are super excited today for a couple of reasons. One of which that we are covering a super cool movie, Ratatouille, one of my all-time faves.
0: Yes, Brad. another Brad Bird film. Yes. Such a good one.
1: But also because in just a little while, we are going to have my sister join us and discuss the movie with her.
0: And this is her first time on the podcast. So not only are we having a guest, but she's a new guest. So we're really pumped about it.
1: Yes. So I will go ahead and start us off. Um, Ratatouille was released on June 29th of 2007. It was directed by Brad Bird. It is starring Will Arnett, Patton Oswalt, Peter O'Toole, Lou Romano, Peter Saan, Brad Bird, Brad Garrett, Janine, I'm probably going to butcher this, Garofalo, Ian Holm, and John Ratzenberger.
0: Fun fact, Ian Holm voices uh, Skinner, who is like the, he takes over Gusto's restaurant after Gusto passes away. Mm -hmm. He plays, uh, in the Lord of the Rings trilogy, he plays Bilbo Baggins really the original not like in the new prequel films the hobbit he's mm. he's the original bilbo so i was like oh. oh i never put two and two together that he voiced skinner i thought that was super cool
1: yeah actually you know what i think i did read about that 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 was the reason he was approached about this movie yes yeah that's what i thought okay um this movie was distributed by walt disney studios it has a runtime of one hour 51 minutes it's rated G. Its budget was $150 million and box office total was $623.7 million.
0: Wow. I'm honestly shocked that the budget was 100, you said 120 million? 50. 150. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yes. I mean, it just seems pretty high. No, there's nothing wrong with it. I mean, it it you know obviously got all that money back and then some, mm-hmm. but I've assumed it would have been lower. That's crazy.
1: Animation was great though
0: it was it was super good,
1: um so I'll jump into fast fa- fun facts, but um, I will say I kind of had to scrounge for these, like there were not a ton, so yeah, I have some that are maybe not as thrilling, but I tried to just include interesting ones um, so my first one is that pet rats were kept in the studio hallway for over a year so that animators could study how like their fur would move as they moved and like same with like their ears, noses, tails, paws, you know, things like that. So I thought that was interesting. And on that note, um, Remy has, Remy the rat has 1.15 million hairs rendered.
0: Wow. So you think if he has that many, think about how many hairs there are in a scene when you have Linguini and Remy and Colette, and all the other rats at the end Mm -hmm. of the movie. That's insane. Yeah, it is. Super cool, though.
1: Yeah. Um, Also, they could not really do many marketing tie-ins, because like, not really any food companies wanted to be associated with rats, but um, the only promotional tie-in they did do was with Intel, which I believe is a chip company or something like that. Yeah. Um, And they helped them increase their efficiency in digital rendering.
0: Yeah, that's by, pretty By cool. I think thirty percent. Yeah, that's what I read. That it was like thirty percent. Um, that's what they were boasting, anyways. Mm-hmm. And so that's that's pretty cool that they actually, I don't know, stood by Pixar. I guess right in that yeah. regard.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, next, over two hundred and seventy dishes were created in real life, and then photographed. And then replicated digitally. So, I mean, I would. Uh, I wonder if they, um, I'm sure they probably made them taste good. I wonder if, like, people yes. got to just eat those on set or something as like they were working. That is a good question. I know they were great. legit
0: dishes because they, they hired a uh, gourmet chef, which I have in my production details. Oh, okay. Um, so, I'm sure that it was all, like, real and legit. Mm-hmm.
1: Um, Next, I thought this was kind of interesting. Um, To save time, the Pixar animators skipped one detail of animating. They did not give the humans in the movie any toes, which, I mean, you kind of explained this to me earlier. But like in my head, I was like, well, why would they even need to? Because they don't show feet in this movie of humans. But
0: right. Yeah, it's which I agree. I thought that was super interesting when I read it. But it's because, I mean, they they make everything from scratch, at least for human characters. So, you know, it's a little bit different when it's someone like Woody. They're they're not going to make that for Woody because Woody's a toy. Mm -hmm. So, like, where his boot begins and ends, that's plastic in the real world, so to speak. So that's how they're going to digitally create him. Mm -hmm. But when they make the rat or a human or anything like that, they're going to make it anatomically correct. So they... Especially for something like toes, which does affect like the way we walk Mm -hmm. and stuff like that. Like if we didn't have toes, we wouldn't be able to walk. So they would typically do that um, just so that it's, you know, more accurate. Mm -hmm. Um, But they did not, which is hilarious to me. Just thinking about in some Pixar files somewhere that if you were to look at it and go underneath like the shoes that they're just these models of feet with no toes, all these characters like in the movie are just walking around with no toes that they actually did that, which, I mean, it makes sense that that's just one less thing that has to be rendered when you animate it. Mm -hmm. But it, I don't know. It's super funny.
1: Yeah. Um, and my next one is that, let me, hang on, let me find my spot here. Um, while they were conducting research for the movie, they went to Paris and took over 4,500 reference photos, which I mean, I mean I've mean i never been to Paris, so I guess I can't say this, um, but I feel like from pictures that I've seen, they did it justice. I think yeah, it's a it's really a beautiful animation when they're out in the city and you can see like the Eiffel Tower from Linguini's apartment window and things like that, so.
0: Yeah, I agree, never been, but as far as I can tell, I mean, they did it justice, mm-hmm. it looks beautiful.
1: And my last fact is that um, Skinner's name came from the or was based off of, I guess, the psychologist B.F. Skinner, who was known for his work with studying the behaviors of rats. Um, Like he was the one who um, made like the box it's called the Skinner box okay. that they would put the hungry rat inside and he yeah. had to kind of find its way to a lever and open it. And then, huh. um, it would be rewarded with food. So
0: that's crazy. I, yeah. I knew about the professor that they named him after that, but I did not know that he he's the one that came up with all that. Mm-hmm. That's wild.
1: And that's all I have.
0: Okay, cool. Well, I have some production details. Um, So from the top, the concept of Ratatouille uh, actually dates back to 2000 when a Pixar employee by the name of Jan Pinkava, I think I'm saying that right, um, created the original characters, setting, design, and the core storyline. Although Pinkava came up with the original concepts, um, Pixar never named him the film's director. And time went on, and by 2004, very little progress had been made, and Pixar was beginning to get concerned with the story's development. So, they turned to The Incredibles director, Brad Bird. Now, we love Brad Bird over here. Mm-hmm. Um, we have covered his first two directi- uh, directorial movies, movies that he directed. Um, the very first one being The Iron Giant, which we covered this season, actually just like two episodes ago. Mm-hmm. Um, And then last season, we covered The Incredibles. Um, This is the third movie that he directed, and um, when he was given the opportunity to to direct it, or when Pixar approached him about it, um, he immediately signed on because he loved the film's outlandish concept, and he also loved that it could be made as a largely physical comedy uh, through the character of Linguini uh, having... Remy on his head and just all the kind of gags that come about with that. Um, so after Brad signed on he reworked the script significantly. Um, he killed off Gusto from the get-go. He was hardly in the movie. He actually never physically appeared in the movie outside of on the TV screen. Mm-hmm. The rest of the movie he's just a figment of Remy's imagination. Um, and from there he gave larger roles to Skinner and Colette. And another major change that he made to the film was that he changed the appearance of the rats. Um, He wanted them to be more realistic and less anthropomorphic, which is just a fancy way of saying human-like or human qualities, Um, which I mean, I don't know what they looked like originally, but I appreciate the way they look in this film just because I I mean, obviously it's a cartoon. It doesn't need to be super realistic or anything, but I don't think that rats need to look like humans. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know. Yeah. Like I, I appreciate whatever changes he made because the movie's fantastic. Um, and on that note, um, the film is set in Paris, and because it is set in Paris, um, as you mentioned earlier, um, Bird and his animators spent some time there. He actually brought all the animators over to Paris. They spent a week in the city. Um, and they were taking motorcycle tours as well as dining at many five-star restaurants, nice. um, which I think is super cool. Mm-hmm. Um, the film was animated using traditional animation techniques as opposed to using motion capture. Uh, motion capture technology was becoming very popular at the time for use on animated films. Um, so think of like movies like The Polar Express, um, which that was actually right in this time period Mm -hmm. um people were because cgi had become so popular because of pixar for animated movies as opposed to like 2d animation um people realized that you could through motion capture make digital production easier because you didn't have to hand animate those cgi models you could just have a person act it out and then there's your animation gotcha they put their the motion basically onto the as like a skeleton for that character and then that they move Mm -hmm. that way so um bird did not want to do this he wanted to stick to, to traditional animation techniques and um he tasked his animators with doing this and they accomplished it and he was very proud of them for doing it and because of this he made sure to have this detail listed in the movie's credits that it was animated traditionally That's cool. Yeah. So I thought that was pretty cool. I had, I did not sit through the credits and watch to see if that's the case. Um, I'm sure it probably is. (laughs) I'm sure it is, but it's just an interesting side note. Um, and speaking of animation, this is actually the last point I have. Um, the film provided many challenges for the Pixar animators. Um, some of that includes making clothes actually look wet, um, to making food actually look delicious. Um, in previous films, the one example that a uh, Pixar employee provided in an interview was that one of the hardest scenes they ever animated up to this point was the scene in Finding Nemo where uh, Marlin and Dory are stuck inside the whale's mouth. Mm-hmm. Just because you have to actually make it look like a whale's mouth and have the light scattering in a dark place, and just all it provided a lot of challenges. Mm-hmm. They said. Um, the scene where Remy, as well as all the other rats, are floating down the river towards the beginning of the film. Mm-hmm. They go into the sewer. Well, I guess it's, yeah, it is a river that goes into a sewer drain and then they get separated and whatnot. Yeah. That scene was infinitely uh, harder than the whale scene, according really? to them. Mm-hmm. And that was just the beginning of the film. Yeah. Um, Some other challenges that they faced, uh, or sorry, I mentioned the wet clothes and... The making food looked delicious already. Um, But because of this, Bird had the animators use techniques that they learned while working on The Incredibles to help with some of these challenges. Um, So what they ended up doing, uh, they turned to the real world for inspiration as they did. You know, we mentioned they went to Paris, they took photographs and whatnot. Mm -hmm. Some of the other things that they did um, to achieve uh, accurate looking wet clothes. They dressed up one of their animators um, in a chef's uniform and pushed them into a pool, pulled them out, and then took photographs of like what parts of the shirt stuck to the body, mm-hmm. you know, and how the light reflected off the skin underneath the shirt, stuff like that. Um, another thing that they did was they hired a gourmet chef to consult on all the food animation. Um, so he would make dishes, as you mentioned, for them. They would photograph it. And um, then he helped kind of provide input on developing the textures that they were animating, and that it should look like this rather than this and whatnot. So I thought that was pretty cool. Yeah. And then they also had a large pile of food that they just allowed to rot um, as a reference for all the like garbage and rotting food that the other rats would eat outside of Remy.
1: Hmm.
0: Um. So that that was something that they had on site that they would just reference.
1: A lot goes into it that you really don't think about.
0: Yeah, 100%. Um, But, I mean, if you want to do it right, that's what it takes, and that's what these guys did, and the end result is fantastic. Mm -hmm. But that's all I had.
1: Okay, so let's get into our ratings then. What would you rate this movie, 1 to 100?
0: So I'm going to give this movie a 95. Okay. Just a a, a round, easy 95. I don't know... um, I don't know. This movie, I don't have really any gripes or complaints, much like the Iron Giant or the Incredibles. Mm -hmm. I don't really have any critiques. Um, Would I say that it's a perfect movie? I don't know. Maybe Um, in terms of like the pacing feels great. The story is great. The message is great. The animation is great. The directing, like everything is Mm -hmm. great. I have zero complaints, Um, but I don't know. It's I don't know that I would say it's a masterpiece. Mm -hmm. It does feel like it is a love story to cooking. Mm -hmm. Um, There are many chefs who cite this movie and actually one other movie, uh, the movie called Chef, which is personally one of my favorite movies. Mm -hmm. Love that movie. Thinking maybe we'll cover that next season Um, as the only two realistic uh, chef or cooking movies out there. Now, there's been some new shows that are um, more recent that have also captured kind of that feel. Um, But up to this point, it was kind of Ratatouille was the standard, and then Chef came out later. But Mm -hmm. anyways, it feels like a love letter to cooking, um, as well as Paris, I guess. I mean, a lot of people um, that are French cite this as a very respectful movie to their culture. Mm -hmm. Um, And it was actually this movie specifically that helped bridge Uh, the gap between Disney and France because Disneyland, uh, they or sorry, they have a Disneyland in France, but it um, notoriously was not received well by the French people whatsoever. Um, Disneyland Paris, I believe, is the name of it. Mm -hmm. And um, they felt like it was disrespectful to France and um, what they ended up doing was finding... What are things within Disney that could help kind of connect us to them? And one of those things was Ratatouille. I mean, it was it feels like a no-brainer. It's right. it's set in Paris. Yeah. But they made this ginormous ride, which if if you've never watched it before, um, go watch, like just on YouTube, pull up like a Disneyland Paris Ratatouille ride, uh, ride through or something like that. There's video of it. It looks so cool. It
1: looks awesome. I want to go solely for that ride.
0: Seriously. I mean, they they have it set up so that you are the rat and they made just like a giant kitchen. Mm-hmm. And it is it looks so cool. Um, but this kind of helped repair the relationship of Disney with the people of uh, Paris, France. And I think that is just that's really cool. Yeah. Um, but anyways, I've been kind of rambling. You asked me about my score. What was your score?
1: Um, I think I'm gonna give this movie a 92. Okay. Um, I also really like it. I, um, I don't know. I, I think I'd agree with you. I don't think it's like a masterpiece, but, uh, I do think it's up there still. Um, yeah, I can't remember what I gave the Incredibles, but I think it was higher than a 92. Yeah. So I don't, I don't like this movie as much as I like the Incredibles. Um, so I didn't want to rank it higher okay, um, or at the same. So, yeah, but I still did really, really like it. So that's why it's still in the 90s. But
0: Fair enough. Well, what would you say some of your favorite scenes are? Likes or, I mean, do you have dislikes?
1: Uh, not necessarily, no. Um, I'd say my favorite scenes are ones that um, just stand out to me would be I love when the food inspector comes in the kitchen and sees like just rats everywhere. I like that whole series. Um, It's so funny. And um, then also I like when Linguini is outside Clutz, like about to leave and he's like Mm -hmm. explaining to her why he can cook, but he can't quite say it. And he just ends up saying like he has a little chef um, and so she, d- she still doesn't know like right. exactly what he means. Um, and she's like reaching for the pepper spray cause she, he's yeah. freaking her out and stuff. I like that scene too. Um, and then the only other one that I can think of right now that made me laugh was, uh, when Remy is in the car or the trunk of the car of Skinner's car, I think. Yes. Um, in the trap and you see his brother and dad like pushing off like
0: gargoyles gargoyles yeah
1: um and they push one onto the trunk and it like just completely smashes it open so i thought that was funny too but yeah i mean overall i really like most of the scenes in this movie i think it's put together well and um yeah i'll let you know if i think of more while you're telling me your favorite ones
0: Okay. Um, some of the things I like about this movie is just that it is, I guess, low in scope. You know, it's not this grand concept really at the root of this movie. It's just anybody can cook. Mm -hmm. I mean, you hear it probably a hundred times in this film. Mm -hmm. Um, but really that's the core concept of this movie. Anybody can cook. It doesn't matter who you are. And, um, from there, the story just kind of goes. And I like that it's I guess it's an easy concept to get on board with. Now, the fact that it's like it's a rat and he's puppeteering this guy and all this stuff, that's all just like silly fun. Like it makes for a funny story. Um, You get a lot of that physical comedy that Brad Bird was kind of talking about. And um, I can appreciate all that. But that's all just like icing on the cake, I guess. Mm-hmm. Just it's a really strong core concept, which is just, again, anybody can cook. And I think that applies to bigger picture type stuff. Like, I mean, it, it's a lot more applicable um, than maybe what it seems at the surface. But uh, you can kind of change that up from anybody c- can cook to, I mean, what's something you're passionate about? Art. Mm-hmm. Anybody can be an artist mm-hmm. or anybody can uh, you know do a podcast. like it doesn't matter what it is, but I think it just a lot of it comes down to uh, believing in yourself and trying, going and doing. right. And that's what I think is is pretty cool about this movie. and um, so anyways, from the start, one of the scenes that I really like in the movie, and again, this is like such a, a small scope scene, but the, when they're with, uh, when Remy is with his brother and they're in the old lady's house, um, and he's looking for the saffron after he, uh, cooked the mushroom mm-hmm. and they're in there and then you ju- they're just kind of wandering around the kitchen and then she wakes up and i think it's hilarious that her immediate response is to grab a shotgun to kill a rat
1: obliterates it, her house right
0: yeah she ends up just like destroying her entire house but i mean realistically like you know i mean rats can get decently big but they're not like humongous right um and for your immediate response to be getting i mean it looked to be like a 12 gauge not i mean it wasn't even like 410 like a small gauge Um, so for your immediate response to be just, I'm going to get a shotgun and just like pulverize, literally evaporate like this, Mm -hmm. this rat, um, that's, that's what I'm going to do. That is hilarious to me. Um, and that they run with that. And also that like, evidently the rat colony just lives in her house. Right. Like the full on colony is in her roof Mm -hmm. and then they all get discovered and they all have to evacuate and, Um, that is another scene that's great when um, she shoots into the ceiling like six times the chandelier falls and the entire colony is just like staring at her Mm -hmm. and she's staring at them and then she screams and runs out and then uh, Remy's dad's just like evacuate (laughs)
1: like
0: it's uh, it's one of those moments that's just very funny Um, but that's one of my favorite scenes I also really love the scene where um, Remy is kind of I don't know if discovering food or his love for food maybe for the first time. And they kind of do like that uh, jazz sequence. I don't even know what you call it, but like it fades to black in the background and you just start to see kind of these swirls of color Mm -hmm. as he's eating. And then he tries something different and it's a different color. And then he eats them together. together, Mm -hmm. And then it's like both of those colors combined and the music is going crazy. And it's a really cool way to kind of convey like, um, Taste and sensation and like different, uh, uh, different tastes, different flavors. Like uh, I thought that was very clever and cool, mm-hmm. and it it translates in a very um, understandable way. Like I don't feel like that's something that people struggle with the concept of. Right. Um. But beyond that, I mean, I think you touched on a lot of the ones that I like. I really do love the scene towards the end where. Um, after the health inspector discovers all the rats and uh, Linguini's uh, chefs that work with him all walk out because he tells him that a rat is the one who's doing all the cooking. Um, I love that Remy's dad and the rest of the colony come to support him mm-hmm. and that they are all cooking. Um, I think it's kind of funny. It's like seeing Remy do the entire walkthrough where he's like the chef giving everybody orders like too much salt. That tastes good. You know, all that stuff. Mm -hmm. Tenderize that steak. And I I love watching that um, because there's a lot going on in those scenes. Yeah. Um, And to I think probably one of my favorite scenes in the movie, one of the biggest scenes is uh, shortly after that when they actually serve the ratatouille dish uh, to Ego and he eats it. And it's just in that moment, like he takes a bite and then everything stops. The pen drops, his face is just totally blank. And then we get like this, it flashes back to when he was a kid Mm -hmm. and his mom says something to him. I don't remember what. And he comes inside and he's visibly sad in that flashback. Um, And then he takes a bite of. Uh, her version of Ratatouille, and it comforts him. He, everything feels better. And he's taken back to that moment in his life. And that's such a cool thing, just like, because that is, that's a real thing. Like, comfort food is real. um, And, you know, like, nobody makes it like my mom or, or grandma. You know, that's a very common thing that we all say in today's world. um, And I just, I, I think that was a really clever and cool way to kind of convey that emotion that sometimes we do feel when we eat food Mm -hmm. um so i i thought that was a really cool scene and just how that like totally changed his perspective and that um i guess ultimately the meal was so good that he didn't care that it was made by a rat and that um it helped kind of cure his i don't know if broken heart is the right word but he had a pretty grim outlook on life um pretty bleak, and after eating that dish and accepting the fact that actually Gusto was right, anybody can cook, and uh, he seems to be a lot happier at the end of the film.
1: Yeah, I I also really like his, um like the voiceover that it has of his review that he wrote. Yes, um, I love I,
0: that it's his voice reading it.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I just enjoyed hearing, because, I mean, it makes you wonder... When he realizes that it's a rat, it makes you wonder what he's gonna write because he loved the food, but a rat made it. So right. um, I like that they included that and um that he didn't um like out the restaurant, you know, and just yes. just said that I can't remember his exact wording, but just that he was um surprised by the food and surprised by the chef and that he would be visiting again and so I like yeah. I liked that part, too.
0: That's actually a a great point, because I never really thought about it. Um, But that's true. He didn't expose the restaurant Mm -hmm. for having a rat as a chef or anything like that. Um, And that is that is very cool. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. well, um, I know we have a guest coming on here shortly. I'm I've tried to get through kind of everything that's on my mind. Is there anything on your mind? I don't think so. Okay. Well, then I think now would be a good time to introduce our guest.
1: Okay. So today we have my sister Maddie in the studio with us. Hello. <laughs> um, would you like to say anything about yourself, Maddie? Um, sure. So I'm Maddie. Um, I've known Emily my whole life. That's true. Yes. Uh, she is four years older than me. Um. I am currently a veterinary assistant, have been for about three years, and am going to school soon to study zoology to hopefully be a exotic vet tech. Awesome, and you kind of have like a connection to this movie because of a pet you used to have. Yeah, so this movie is actually very near and dear to my heart uh, because I am obviously an animal nerd. Um, but I also used to have pet rats when I was younger and when most people hear that they immediately like have a visceral reaction. (laughs) (laughs) Like, uh, rats just have such a, a bad rap, but they are truly one of the greatest animals I've ever had the pleasure of meeting. Um, they are very clean, contrary to most people's beliefs, uh, they're just very intelligent, smart. I love them.
0: I will say your rats were actually—they were very cute. I enjoyed uh, not hanging out with them, but like <laughs> yes, they smelled I, horrible. They did. They smelled they stung, so bad. But they were good animals. <laughs> they were
1: very good. I taught them tricks. They knew. They knew their names. They knew how to play fetch. Um, I baked them cakes for all of their two birthdays. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, Um. I will say, I used to hate rats, but you having them as a pet and, I mean, this movie, too, mm-hmm. helped me find a love for them, so. Yeah, and I will say that this movie does get a lot of aspects of a rat's personality very accurate, I think. Oh, um, really? Yes, Um. just like... I mean, they are thieves, Um, Mm -hmm. definitely. I had lots of things go missing when I had my rats because I would let them free roam in my room sometimes and I would find them in their cage. Mm -hmm. Um, They are very clean, um, which is why Remy liked to wash his hands all the time and stuff like that. Um, They very much love food. Um, I was constantly making Some pretty nice food for my rats. I do remember that. (laughs)
0: Honestly, yeah, you went all out for them. I
1: did. I did. Yeah, they... Yeah, and the fact that um, family is very important to rats. They are very social. They love to be together. So that is the one thing that Remy was unique in, is that he preferred to be not with the rest of his family. But that was even, like, kind of a not common thing because when he said... To his family that he was going to, you know, be on his own like they were all appalled by that. Yeah, because so, nobody yeah. had ever left. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But he did say that um, at one point in the movie um, when he and his father were in an argument about him wanting to say um, that Remy said that he can't choose between two halves of himself, family being one half, mm-hmm. cooking being being the other. Right. Okay, so I would like to know what you would rate this movie 1 to 100. Honestly. And
0: to give you reference, yes. Yes. Emily, you rated it as a 92, correct? Yes, I think so. And I rated it as a 95.
1: Okay. I'd give it a straight 100. Really? Hey, I wow. really would. Okay. It's definitely, like, it's a comfort movie for me, for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, one being that it's special to my heart because it... uh It gives rats a better name, Um, but too, because the, the scenery and the music is Mm -hmm. so beautiful and captivating. Like every, every monumental scene has a song that makes you so engaged Mm -hmm. in the movie and the scenery is just so beautiful. The graphics are great. It's truly just great animation. So would you say that this movie is like your favorite movie or maybe like one of your favorites? It's or definitely one of my favorites. Yeah.
0: Even favorite Pixar movie. Would you say that it is your favorite Pixar movie?
1: I'd say it's up there. Okay. Okay. So I have some or we have some trivia questions for you. Okay. So John, do you want to lead off with the first one?
0: Sure. Sure. This one is a very easy one. Okay. All right. So what was Gusteau's cookbook called? What was the title of it?
1: Anyone can cook.
0: Bingo. Correct. Very good. Next question.
1: Okay. Next one. What job is Remy given in the rat colony at the beginning? He is, uh, he smells all of their food to make sure it's not tainted with yes. poison. Correct. Yes. Good.
0: Yep. All right. Next question. When Linguini first arrived at Gusteau's restaurant, what job was he given?
1: Garbage boy. Yes. Yes. What is Remy's brother's name? Oh. Emilo? Super close. Close. Is it is it Emile? Is that how you yes. pronounce it? Ah. Yep. Yeah, it's Emile. Yeah. Yeah.
0: yeah. That was very good though. Mm. And final question. Do you have a guess of what animal Anton Ego was modeled after?
1: And that was the food critic, if you don't remember. Oh I feel like was it a ferret?
0: No. That's not a bad guess though.
1: It's a kind of bird. I'm trying to remember what he looks like. He's the he's the food critic that has like the dark uh darkness around his eyes. He's got the big hooked nose. Right, right. Uh, Oh gosh, I don't know. Is it like a vulture? Yes. yes. Oh, okay. Is.
0: Yep. He was modeled after a vulture. Very good. You Thank did. You. I mean, some of those were easy. This is kind of a hard movie to have trivia questions yeah. on, mm-hmm. but you did very good. Mm-hmm. So now, I mean, it's kind of open season. What do you want to talk about with this film? Some, what are some of your favorite scenes? What are your likes? Do you have any dislikes? It's open ended.
1: Um, My only dislike for the movie, really, is that there are some points that. Remy was almost portrayed as a villain. Yeah. And I think that's interesting because in a movie, the main character, although it will have um, conflict, you don't really see them as the villain as often. I guess that's also alike because it's unique. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Yeah. I just thought that that was interesting.
0: So are you kind of, are you referencing the scenes where him and um, Linguini get in the fight? Or, yeah. like, and when
1: he's stealing too.
0: Right. Yeah. Yeah. And he start. he's kind of, well, from the beginning, like, he decides not to steal because of uh, Gusto. The right. figment of his imagination is saying, no, you shouldn't do that, blah, 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 whatever. And then him and Linguini get in that fight, and he finally was like, you know what? Invite the whole colony. Right. Like, and he just gives in to his right. uh, desires, I guess, selfish uh-huh. desires, whatever. Um, yeah, that is a good point. I mm-hmm. I didn't really think about that, but it is true because it's not just, like, him being a thief in those instances. This was, like, overt, like, I know what's wrong and I don't care. Mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. It was, like, revenge. He wanted revenge. Right.
0: Yeah, it was vindictive. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah. Yeah. Um, what are some of your favorite scenes? Uh,
1: one thing that I really like is the first time that Remy tries um a combination of foods. I think it's a strawberry and a block of cheese mm-hmm. that he yeah. tries them together. Um, and the background goes completely dark and you see these colors coming up everywhere. Mm-hmm. Um, and the first time I watched this movie, I just figured it was supposed to. Represent that he was really enjoying the food, but what I didn't know is that that is actually um, Based off of synesthesia. Have you, do you guys know what that is? I do no, not I have no idea. So synesthesia is and I'm probably butchering this definition because I don't know too much about it, but some people when they hear music or when they taste food or other things they'll see Colors, I have heard of that yeah, actually. I actually have, yeah, too. yeah. So it's based on that, which I thought th- that was really cool. That is huh. cool. I actually, when I was in college, one of my RAs, um, I don't know that she had synesthesia, but she, like, um, if you she like associated a color with people like a person, right? So, like. Any like she I can't remember what color she said when she saw me like she saw this color. Right. But like every single person she met, she had like a color for. Right. Which was really interesting. Mm -hmm. And I think that's the that some people. Like, when they see a certain thing, they'll taste a certain thing. Like, it's a broad spectrum, Mm -hmm. and it's really, really interesting, actually. Yeah, that's very
0: interesting. Mm -hmm. Um, I did not know that, but that is actually something I touched on in some of my favorite scenes. Yeah. Just because I feel like it's very universally uh, translatable, if if that makes sense. Like, Mm -hmm. you understand what they're conveying when he's eating the food.
1: It's just a very clever way to visualize what he's feeling without the him physically saying it right yeah mm-hmm. yeah another uh thing that i really liked was gusto himself mm-hmm. yes i loved him a lot i he was a very comforting almost comedic relief um Presence. Mm-hmm. I liked him a lot, um, mm-hmm. but when I one of the first times I watched the movie, um, do you guys remember the movie Turbo? Yes, yes. I love that movie. Yep. Yes, <laughs> so I thought the whole kind of premise of the movie, the first time I had ever watched it, was going to be kind of like that, like the don't meet your heroes thing. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, right because you know Turbo is a, uh, if you've never seen the movie is. A snail that wants to race mm-hmm. and he has this idol it's a racer in the Indy 500 and he loves this racer and this racer says that anyone can race kind of like Gusto says anyone can cook right so I uh always thought like that the actual premise of the movie was going to be that Gusto is just this wonderful guy on screen and then Remy meets him and he's more like the chef that Gusto's kitchen actually has. That's right. what I thought it was going to be, but it was not. Mm. Yes,
0: no, that's that's a good point. Um, I've only seen Turbo like once. I've seen Ratatouille like a dozen times. Mm-hmm. Not something I would have really thought about. But I'm glad you touched on Gusto because. Um, I do love his character in this movie. Mm-hmm. He, he is, like you said, like a very uh, good comedy relief. Mm-hmm. Um, I also like that he's kind of, I guess, Remy's...
1: Like moral compass. Right.
0: Yeah. He kind of helps be a conscience for Remy as right. well as also like encouraging him to believe in himself. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, you can do it. Go like, go do it. Right. Um, and I also I love that he's voiced by Brad Garrett, which
1: I love. Uh, I that love. actor.
0: Yes. He's so good. Um, for those of you who don't know, if you've seen Everybody's Lo- Loves Raymond, he plays Robert, which that's one of our favorite sitcoms of all time. Mm-hmm. Um, but he also voices. um I forget the character's name. He's the puffer fish in Finding Nemo, <laughs> mm-hmm. and he also voices. Um, oh, he voices another Disney character, but I can't remember it.
1: I'm gonna look um, it up real quick.
0: Okay, while you're doing that, Maddie, what are some of your other favorite scenes, or do you have you do you feel like you've touched on most of them?
1: I feel like I've touched on most of them. I. Can we talk about how dramatic the old lady was at the beginning? Did you <laughs> yes. did you touch on that? We did.
0: I, <laughs> yes. Yeah. We touched on that, and I think it's it's hilarious that her immediate response is, "Yeah, let's grab a shotgun." Yeah. Um, yeah. Yes.
1: <laughs> I I just thought that was very humorous. Um, I also I saw somewhere that there was a theory that the old woman in the beginning is. Uh, ego's mother i think that's a fan theory oh
0: that's interesting i don't
1: i didn't really look into it i should have
0: yeah i don't know what the uh connection would be there because i don't know that it's like um uh maybe just that they're
1: angry people yeah maybe
0: (laughs) (laughs) yeah that could be um i know who i was thinking of for Mm -hmm. the brad Carrot or brad garrett's um other Disney character, he's one of the guys in Tangled, who's like
1: uh, he's the he's the like thug that has like the hook for a hand and he plays the piano. Really? Yes, yes,
0: that's also Brad Garrett.
1: And then also he voices in A Bug's Life the like rhinoceros beetle. Oh my gosh! That, um, yeah, I mean he's in lots of things, but those are the. I think the more iconic ones. Yes. More recently
0: he's in all the Jimmy Johns commercials. For real? (laughs) Yeah, he's the Oh Jimmy's Johns. Oh
1: gosh. Okay. Well is there anything else that you want to touch on, Maddie? I don't I don't think so. Okay. John?
0: Nope. I think I'm good. Um Maddie, thank you so much for joining us on today's episode. We had a lot of fun having you in the studio. Yes. It's nice to have a new face and also somebody that obviously is near and dear to our heart, mm-hmm. our little sister. Um, so <laughs> thank you for being on the show today.
1: You're welcome. Thank you for having me. Of course. Of course.
0: All right. Well, thank you guys for tuning in to this week's episode. We had a lot of fun with Maddie in the studio. Yes. It was nice to have your little sister on the show. Mm-hmm. Um, now you've had all of your siblings because you only have one sibling Correct. on the show. And I have only had one of my siblings, but I have uh, three other siblings <laughs> <laughs> um, that need to get on the show at some point. But anywho, um, we had a lot of fun with Maddie. So Maddie, thank you again for being on the show. We're really excited for next week's episode. Um, we are going to be talking about Mission Impossible ghost protocol which um,
1: i have not seen yet yes, so we'll be it watching is, it this week
0: it is such a good movie um honestly one of the best mission impossible movies if not the best in my opinion um that, i mean all of them are pretty solid um but a uh, spoiler alert it's directed by brad bird <laughs> <laughs> we just love him uh, yeah we're just on a brad bird kick right now um Uh, But anyways, we're really excited to be covering that. If you want to watch it ahead of time, it is streaming on Paramount Plus as well as Amazon Prime. So we look forward to doing that with you guys next week. Um, We hope you guys have a good rest of your week and stay safe. See you next time. Bye.